0: You're listening to the Pain Coaches Podcast. I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. And you are listening to Episode 7, When Your Support System Sucks. I made pesto last night. Ooh, like Oprah. Yes, like Oprah. I don't think Oprah made hers, though. I think hers looked like it came in a little Whole Foods container. Oh, So I had fresh basil and parsley and I blended it with pine nuts and olive oil and Parmesan yeah. and garlic. Yeah, it was so good. I put that it on angel so hair weird. pasta with shrimp. That's my favorite. It's like simple pasta with
1: pesto or like mm-hmm. oh, so good. Yeah. Did you sing reggae music
0: like Oprah? No, no, I did not. Okay, well next time. Next time, yeah.
1: Today, we're talking about what to do when your support system sucks. We hear a lot of clients with chronic pain or chronic illness who just wish that they could change their partners or their loved ones or their parents, their doctors, all these people in their life. They just think that if they could do things differently, they could feel better.
0: Or if those people understood or believed them a lot of people think that you know they have this pain and other people don't believe it or they don't get how bad it is and that if those people did understand then things would be better or easier for them
1: right and i think this is just a natural response but when you think that really ask yourself what am i even asking you know that your partner can't physically feel your pain or your loved one you know that they can't physically feel your pain So what are you really asking when you say you want them to understand your pain?
0: That's interesting too, actually, to think about. Would you want them to really understand it the way you do? Probably not. If you're feeling something horrible in your body, you don't really want other people to understand that at the level that you do, because that would mean they would have to feel that pain as well. And we're not saying that's what you are asking, but really think about that. If your brain is telling you, well, if they just understood this, then things would be easier for me. That's really a terrible thought for you and for them, because you don't want other people to feel what you're feeling. Not really. No. People say that when they do have a good support system, when people in their lives are supporting them in the way that they want them to be supporting them, that things are easier for them. But when you don't have that, when you're telling yourself it should be different, all that does is make you feel worse. It's just punching yourself in the face.
1: And what's interesting is I've been reading all the research about having a good support system and half of it says that if you have a good support system that people actually report feeling less pain. But then there's this whole other set of research that says that if you have somebody caring for you and kind of doting on you, that you actually report more pain symptoms because it's like this reverse, well, I want them to keep caring for me. So I'm going to report more pain symptoms. And it's just so interesting because what that comes down to is it's all your thoughts. If you're thinking they're supporting me too much or they're supporting me too little, that's all all your thoughts. So you get to decide if you have a good support system
0: it's all subjective you can find the research for either one and really it's just whatever you decide to believe it's that confirmation bias and you know your brain wanting to be right so if you're thinking well if they understood me if they were doing this better i would feel better then of course you're going to find that evidence and it's just going to reiterate that for your brain and drive it home for you so what we would ask is if the people in your life supported you the way that you wanted them to, what would that actually look like for you? Would they ask you more questions about it or would they back off? Would it be more or less than what they're doing now? Would they try to cheer you up or would they tell you, oh, that's awful and commiserate with you? What exactly do you want them to do? And the thing that's interesting is that you probably haven't even defined it clearly for yourself. You probably just think that they should just be doing it better, like quote unquote better. And When you really think about that, what does that even mean? And if you don't know what it means, then how do you expect anyone else to know?
1: Right. It's just a trap that you're putting yourself and your loved ones in. There's no right answer if if you don't even know what you want
0: from them. If you do know what you want them to do, have you ever told them specifically? I know in a past relationship, there was always something that I thought my partner should be doing differently or better, but I didn't actually define that for myself. I just thought he should know how to treat me better. He should know what I want and how to please me or satisfy me in whatever way. And yet, if he were to ask me, and he did probably a few times say like, what exactly do you want? I would be like, well, I don't know. You you know, just, you should figure it out. You should know. It's just ridiculous. Well, and the other fun
1: things that our brains do, like sometimes you would define to me, I don't know if you did to him, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you would would define to me what you wanted him to be doing. Uh And then I would say, well, did you ask him if he would do that? And you'd say, no, I want him to want to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I I was just coaching someone on this and it's so funny, like we all do that. We all just think, well, he should want to do that. It always makes me think of that scene in um, the breakup When, (laughs) when she brings home the lemons and like, and he wants, or he, he doesn't want to help set up for the party or whatever. Right. And she wants him to help. And he's like, do you want me to do this? And she's like, I want you to want to do it. And it just, it makes no sense because he doesn't want to do it. So
1: Right. So when you say that, when you say, I want him to want to do it, what you're really saying is you don't want him. You don't want your partner as he is. You want this partner that's actually somebody different, somebody who wants to do these things. And in that moment, he doesn't want to do that. So you can accept that and you can want him. And we're not saying you can't request things of your partner or your loved ones. Like, of course you can. You can say, hey, I want you to help me set up this party or hey I want you to help pick up around the house because I'm in pain right now Mm -hmm. but saying I just want you to want to do it without me asking is just setting your partner up for failure
0: right and to take that a step further that's like it's almost like you're cheating on your partner with this slightly better version of them that you think they should be and so you have this relationship with them in reality and then in your head you have a relationship with someone else that's not them, but you wish they were, and it just leads to disaster doesn 't help <laughs> yeah that's such a good way to
1: think about it
0: <laughs> what we 're talking about here is manuals, which it's just anytime you have a set of rules for other people and how they should act or think, and the problem with manuals there 's two problems with manuals. number one is that they don 't work because humans are allowed to do whatever they want, and you can say and think whatever you want about what they do, but still comes down to their people they're their own person with their own agency and they can do whatever they want
1: when we say manuals I literally think of like a have you ever gotten some kind of electronic and it comes with that huge user manual and it's like an inch thick and Mm -hmm. yeah you're never going to use it that's what we think of when we think of the manual for your partners you've written out in your head all these things that they should be doing to be the perfect spouse or to be the perfect parent or the perfect daughter or the perfect son you've actually written out in your head, all these things that they should be doing to function properly as your loved one. And it sounds so funny when you think of it that way, but we all do this, like we were talking about earlier. It's like, we all have these things that we want our partner to do and they don't work because humans can do whatever they want. They don't have to follow your instruction manual. Unfortunately, we- Yeah.
0: (laughs) First of all, you probably don't tell them outright all of the rules in your manual. And the other thing I notice is that you tend to add rules to it on the fly. Your brain thinks as soon as you've added something that it should just be transferred to their manuals. They should just know that you've added something new and respond accordingly. It should be like a shared Google Doc. They yes. can both update
1: in real time and they see the changes and like right. uh, just agree to them. Like, yeah, and they just be. do. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. So you're just setting yourself up for being miserable when you believe that.
1: Right. And the other part of manuals that tend to cause problems is they leave you powerless. So, if you need your spouse or your loved one to act in a certain list of ways so that you can feel okay, then that means that you can't ever feel okay unless they're following your instruction manual. So, you're totally at the mercy of, of their emotions rather than taking back your power and learning to manage your own emotions which this sounds like terrible news, we understand, but actually it's the best news ever because you can't change other people, but you can change yourself and that's all you have power over. So this is how you get back your power. The
0: truth is that you're not ever actually giving them your power. It's more just that you believe that you're at the effect of their emotions, whether it's conscious or not, that you are aware that you're doing this. But the truth is that you're always in charge of your own emotions anyway. You're just, when you're doing it this way where you need them to act a certain way, you're telling yourself that they have the power when really you have it, you're just not exercising that power.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You've never really given it away, but yeah, that's a good way to think about it. So an example of this would be, say you're in a lot of pain and you need help
0: around the house. If you have a flare up and it just, the pain just got worse in the last few hours.
1: Yeah. And you want your partner to come and ask you how you're doing and you think if they could only ask me how i'm doing i would be able to share this with them and i would be able to feel a little bit better and yeah it's not going to make your your pain go away but you would feel this closeness and this connection with your partner because they're they're quote unquote meeting your needs
0: you would think something like oh they really care about me they're really uh, focused on me and and want to help they want to help me and then you would feel whatever you that makes you feel happy or comforted or relaxed or whatever connected yeah but the truth is if you're waiting for someone to do something so that you can feel that why not just do the thing yourself take back the power I mean if you're having a flare-up and yeah maybe they know that you're having more pain today than usual but they're not in your body they don't know exactly what it's like and so they're not in your mind either they don't know what it is that you need and it's just as easy for you to say, Hey, I would like to talk about this, or I would like you to help me. And what does that take away from the overall effect? Nothing.
1: So they might know you're in more pain, but they can't read your mind and know the exact moment when it's the best time to ask you, but you can, you do know the exact moment when it's the best time. So you can either ask them or you can ask yourself, Hey, what do I need in this moment? What do I need to help myself through this. So you're totally in charge there when you, when you take it back from them instead of just sitting there and stewing and saying, oh, I wish, I wish he would come help me through this. You have infinite options.
0: Yeah. And that just made me think like, what's the best way to help people read your mind? Do you know? To tell them? Yeah. <laughs> tell them what's in your mind. It's a foolproof way for them to understand what's in your mind is if you just tell them. Right. Whereas if you wait for them to figure it out, they're probably, it's going to take them a while.
1: We all have this idea that we just want them to know what to do. And if we tell them that takes away something from it, that makes them not as wonderful. And it's like, no, that doesn't change anything. That doesn't make them less wonderful. The only thing is if we don't tell them, we don't give them the opportunity to get to know us better or to connect with us.
0: And they would probably appreciate you just telling them. Like, Hi. how many times have you had someone that you're close with and they're going through something and you've never been through that before? So, how would you know what it's like? But the only way that you can know is when they tell you. And you, as the person who's not going through it, you probably have thought, well, Do they want me to ask? Do they want me to help them? Do they want to do it on their own? I don't know. And then when they tell you something, it's the best relief and you feel so, you feel closer to them. You feel grateful that they shared. And then you can do what they want or not. But at least now you know, whereas before you're just in the dark.
1: Yeah. So your options are to create the connection that you're craving or not create the connection that you're craving. And
0: you've got the power to to do either. So imagine if you had the perfect support system, whether it's your spouse or your your kids, your friends, whoever, imagine that they were doing exactly what you wanted. They're saying all the right things and they're, you know, they're there for you when you want them to be and bring you things that you need. When you have all of that in your mind, what it is that you really want, the perfect support system, how would you feel if you had all of that? What would you be experiencing? What emotions would you get to experience that you're not experiencing right now when you wish that they're different?
1: So, you would get to feel happy, you would get to feel cared for, you would get to feel loved, you would get to feel connection. Could be different for you.
0: Yeah, your brain believes that you need all of those things from the other person in order to feel those feelings. But the truth is that you can feel all of that now. And the way you feel all of that is by thinking whatever you would be thinking if they did all those things.
1: If your spouse isn't coming and asking you, you could think, oh, he really wants to help, but he doesn't know how in this time. Like, it's so thoughtful of him to be keeping his his distance because he thinks that's what I need at this time. Yeah. You know, you and we're not saying you have to delude yourself.
0: No, it's not lying to yourself. It's just taking the perspective that if you always are giving the person that you're with, the people in your life, the benefit of the doubt, and you're always believing that they have your best intentions at heart, then what could you think about them that aligns with that? Or what could you believe that they're thinking or feeling that aligns with that.
1: Right. When you think about it, you married this person for a reason and it probably wasn't because you thought he was selfish and thought he didn't (laughs) care
0: about you. So the thing about that, about like how you suddenly, you used to think that they were so loving and great. And now you think that they're selfish. They don't understand you, whatever. That might even be intensified because you're in this physical pain. And remember when we were talking about the primitive brain and your pain and how your brain is just trying to protect you. Right? So now that you're in this physical pain that you're, you're having all kinds of thoughts about, then your brain switches into, well, I I need to be super protective. I need to take care of myself. And so of course, it's going to start finding problems in the situations around you, because then that's your brain's job is to find problems, to fix problems, to, to keep you safe and protected. So when you've already got this other circumstance that you're not totally at peace with, your brain is going to go into this mode of like looking at all the other things and finding reasons that things should be different or how to change things and just to protect you.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting way to to put it because when I was researching for this episode, I was thinking about how a lot of times chronic pain and chronic illness, we think of it as like this special thing where Okay, now I have this, this issue. So I need this great support system when really humans need that. That's just a human need is to have a support system and it doesn't have to look like anything in particular. It doesn't have to look like a loving spouse. It doesn't have to look like a best friend It doesn't, you know, it can look like all these different things, but humans crave connection. And so I was thinking about it in terms of the person and the support system that doesn't have the chronic pain or the chronic illness, they go through these same things. Sometimes they're in pain or sometimes they're tired and and they need help and they just have different needs. So to act like the chronic pain is like the special circumstance where, where you're the one that always needs more help or more more support, it sets you up for failure because you're always putting yourself in kind of this victim role. Whereas yeah. when you think of yourself and your support system as a cohesive unit and you help each other out when the other person needs help, then it's just a more loving way to, to view it. And if you have chronic pain, then yeah, your brain might be in more in more of a fight or flight situation. Like it might be more on defense, but I think we all go through that. No one is ever going to understand your pain or your health issues the way that you do. That's just how it is. Even, you know, a doctor who's been educated in this specific illness or this specific type of chronic pain, they're not going to feel it the way that you feel it. They're not going to understand it the way that you feel it or they're not going to understand it the way that you understand it because they're not living your life. They don't see how it impacts your day-to-day life. So, no one is ever going to understand it the way that you do. Everyone has their own thoughts, their own interpretations, their own feelings, and it's impossible for them to see the world the exact same way that you do. But this doesn't need to be a problem.
0: Yeah, it could be that the support system that you have right now is exactly perfect for you. Maybe it's giving you an opportunity to be more clear about what you're going through and, ha- and learn to communicate better or even to think about it differently to, you know, like we were saying earlier about how if you had the perfect support system, what would it look like? Well, maybe this is an opportunity for you to know exactly what you want in your life anyway. And maybe you haven't even looked at that clearly yet.
1: It's just important to ask yourself, what ways are you wanting the people in your life to behave or think differently about your pain and illness? And why is that important for them to to behave differently or think differently? And then you can kind of turn that around and say, what can I do to either support them in that or to change my perspective to see how my needs are already being met?
0: It might come back to the way that you're thinking about your own pain anyway. We tend to mirror, we mirror each other, but we also have thoughts and feelings in one area of our life that show up in others. And, you know, because we're just constantly looking for the same proof everywhere. So if you are still living from some underlying belief that your pain should be different or that something is wrong with you because you have it or that you can't get everything done in your life that you want because of this chronic pain or illness, you know, you're going to see proof of that in your relationships as well. If you think there's something wrong with you, Then of course there's going to be something wrong with the people around you, or with your relationship with them, your connection. There's going to be something wrong everywhere when you think that there's something wrong. Right. If you think that there's
1: something wrong with the fact that you can't help around the house when you're having a flare-up, then your partner's not going to be able to not going to be able to support you enough to to get rid of that belief. Because even if they do it, even if they step up and they help out around the house more, then you're going to resent yourself. You're still going to feel like oh they're doing all this work and I'm not doing anything when really that's just how it needs to be right now because you're having a flare up. Things are still getting done. Everything's good. There's no problem. But If you see it as a problem, you're still going to build up resentment between you and your, your, your spouse or your loved one.
0: Yeah. Or it's like, if you were to think that you're not being a good enough parent because you have this pain that you're dealing with, Then the only options, if that's your belief that you're not doing it right, then your only options are either you, like you said, you resent your spouse when they pick up the slack or you resent yourself because you're having to put that on them. Or, you know, you still see that it's not good enough. Whatever they're doing isn't good enough. And you continue to find evidence that you're not doing enough. It just, it's like the cycle that doesn't go away because your thoughts are still the same.
1: Right. Right. And so the way you determine if you're having these core beliefs that are painful is just keep asking yourself why. So if you think I should be able to help out more around the house,
0: why should you be able to? help out more around the house. Maybe that's not true. Whenever you ask yourself why, whatever you come up with, you can say, well, is that true? Right. Maybe it's not true. If you're having chronic pain in your leg and you can't clean the house the way that you want to, but you're telling yourself you should be able to, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe you shouldn't be able to do this because you have this chronic pain. Like maybe that's, that's the way it's supposed to be.
1: And I can hear the responses saying, but I shouldn't have this chronic pain. And we're not wishing it on you. We're not saying we're so glad you have this chronic pain. We're just saying you ha- you have this chronic pain. You have this chronic illness. So your choice is to either accept it or to not accept it. And if you don't accept it, you're creating a whole nother layer of pain on top of your your physical
0: pain. Right. Because what does that serve to think that? What's the upside of thinking I shouldn't be having this pain? Every time you think that, you you don't feel good. <laughs> you don't feel better when you think I shouldn't have this. So that's all we would offer is just a question, how is that thought, that belief serving you? And it probably isn't, so.
1: Right, and so when you think my support system sucks, that doesn't feel good. And if you think that, you're gonna look for evidence for that and it's just gonna be reinforced. So yes, there is research that shows that having a good support system can help in certain ways, but if you are convinced that you don't have a good support system, and you're using that against yourself and your loved ones, and A, you're just punching yourself in the face, and B, you're just reinforcing the fact that you don't have a good support system. So you're just going to be on this loop. No matter, no matter what they do, you're going to think you have a shitty support system.
0: And I would offer, too, like, if you think that it could be better, and this goes with anything in your life, anytime you think something could be better, if you were to kind of, question that thought that it could be better or that it should be better. What if it's exactly the way it's supposed to be? What if it's really great now? I would even say, you know, how is it better now than it used to be? Or how is it actually really good for me? And how how can I be grateful for the way it is?
1: When you think things could be better than they are, you're projecting into the future, but really all you have right now is the present moment and in the present moment, are things okay? They always are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not usually, always, always things are okay, even if you're in pain, even if you're having a flare-up, even if you can't sleep, you're in the present moment, you're doing exactly what you need to be to protect yourself
0: and to keep yourself safe. Yeah, and about how, you know, you think your support system might suck, your people, the people in your life are people, they're humans, just like you are, so If they were perfect robots, like that wouldn't be a very comforting support system anyway. If they did everything right all the time, I would think that might actually make you feel worse maybe because, you know, they're doing it right all the time and you're not or, you know, whatever your underlying belief is there, but everyone is just doing the best they can.
1: Sarah's made this really helpful guide that goes along with this podcast and it has all these questions on it that you can ask yourself. When you think your support system sucks. So go to our website, thepaincoaches.com. Up in the right hand corner, there's a little drop down and just click on free podcast guides. And this is episode seven, what to do when your support system sucks. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Definitely drop us a line on social media. Let us know if you have questions on this podcast, and we'd love to coach you one on one as well.
0: Next week, we're going to be talking about judging other people's pain. I know as someone who has migraines, I tend to judge when people talk about their migraines, and I'm like, oh, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. Yeah, I
1: think that's a good follow up to this episode. So we're looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. I'm Karen Lindy. And I'm Sarah Reed. And we are the pain coaches. Woohoo!